0: Thank you. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of History's Greatest Idiots, the show where we look back through all of human history and give you lessons that you can learn from because lots of other stupid people have made mistakes and we don't want to repeat those. Who are we kidding? We're humans and we repeat mistakes all the time. Um, Yeah, sorry, Um, I'm just going to explain that also, joining me as ever... (laughs) You, I was just going to say, welcome to Zordy, the ASMR. Say, like, welcome to the ASMR special. Joining me as ever is my amazing co-host, Derek. Derek, how are you doing, my man?
1: I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I guess we should address this. So people are probably going to wonder what the hell's going on because my voice is even slightly odder than usual. So you might think, oh, is this a cold? Is this like... Something else, though, I am in an awful lot of pain right now. I'm in the middle of a very intense Crohn's disease flare up, and um, have to, I've had to take quite a lot of painkillers. The reason my voice is un, uh, kind of the way it is, is because um, I've been qu- unwell in all the ways you can be from your digestive system. So I, I don't think I need to go into any more details about that, but my voice is kind of shot. And I'm also on quite powerful painkillers right now, so my brain is sort of catching up with my mouth a lot of the time. So I apologize in advance if I'm not as sharp as I normally am.
1: I'm—I I mean, not that I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm here for your—I'm here for you, and not that <laughs> I'm into your pain, but the, the Lev Ross that we have going on here
0: is—it
1: yeah. is soothing.
0: The Bob Ross thing that you mentioned just before we went on air, like. Oh, Put a happy little tree over in the corner there and just give him a little friend. Everyone needs a little friend. I've been watching The Last Kingdom with my dad and apparently Alfred the Great had Crohn's disease. I'm not surprised. Also, um, William Wilberforce, who helped abolish slavery in the UK, also probably had Crohn's disease. Also, maybe Kirk Cobain. I don't know if it was as a result of his drug abuse, but he had a lot of symptoms that are very similar to what I've had in my life with the kind of pain and stuff. So um, yeah, thank you Kimberly and Toasterzoid for being so kind, wishing me a speedy recovery. Thank you so much for your kind words. So um, since I won't be able to segue like I normally do, you know, kind of seamlessly and like effortlessly moving from one subject to another, like it just Happens naturally. I'm just going to get the adminy stuff out the way right now. I want to say a massive thank you to our patrons, particularly um, Kimberly for joining us today, Jesse, our OG, and Andrew, our most recent patron. If you guys would like to join our patrons, please go to um, Patreon.com/slash History's Greatest Idiots. You can sign up there. You get a bunch of cool stuff, you get behind-the-scenes stuff, it's scrolling along the bottom if you're watching the video, um, and yeah, a bunch of access to all of our episodes, uh, as well as scripts, and a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff as well, it's, uh, yeah, and if you're with us for over a year, you get a special Get Me Out of Stupidity free card, so could look forward to that one as well. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can go and find us on Twitter slash X at greatest idiots or Instagram. You can go to History's Greatest Idiots and you will find us there. We're also on YouTube. So if you search for History's Greatest Idiots, you'll find every almost every single most of our episodes in video form are on YouTube and over a hundred hours of content at this point. So YouTube loves us in terms of time that we're giving to them for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. We're we're giving them your screen time, FaceTime for, for <laughs> and free.
0: They, and they're giving us 113 subscribers in, in exchange. So that's seems like a fair getting one subscriber for every hour of content we've produced. So thank you guys so much, <laughs> YouTube. You're really helping reward us there. So um I think like it's kind of obvious that, um, I've got some shit going on. Um, how have you been the last couple of weeks, Derek? Or well, last week, um, in fact.
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been good, busy, just yeah. working away. Um, resettling back into the same house That's right. because it was too expensive to move anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford That's to move, can't afford to live, but, uh, gonna keep doing my thing.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting you say that I was, um, I was playing around with a bunch of random editing stuff last night, and I, I was doing a thing, a joke, where like you know, conservative politicians go to rallies, and they pick out sometimes the most inappropriate songs to come out to, and these songs either get pulled by the artist because they're like, like Eminem, like why are you playing Eight Mile? I do not want you using my song. Or <laughs> it, it'll be Born in the USA, Ronald Reagan's favorite song, and it's like, actually, do you realize the connotations of that song? It's not a positive. Right. So I decided to edit. Um, Donald Trump coming out to animal nitrate by Swade which <laughs> is about um, animal nitrate, which is a, a, a the active ingredient in poppers, which is used most notably in sex uh, in the gay community. And also the song itself is dark and about kind of horrific levels of violence or abuse and i was like yeah someone a conservative politician would probably hear this and come out to that as their song because they think it sounds cool uh that's certainly but while we were doing that the next song we moved on to is my wife was like let's play another song from this era so we moved on to a song called common people by pulp which uh, was like a number one hit in this country. It was like five weeks at number one. It's a brilliant song. It might be like one of the top five British songs of the 90s. So if you get a chance to listen to Common People by Pulp, but specifically, it's about rich people trying to be poor and like fucking it up because like you'll never understand what people are going through. And I was listening to it and I was like, this kind of feels like life right now. And this song is getting on for 30 years old. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, wow, I can remember struggling um, in the 80s and 90s as a child and like a a family being quite poor. And then things got a little better for a while. But now we're kind of back to a stage where everyone's like, my God, everything is so expensive. What the hell are we going to do? So,
1: yeah, well, see, now I feel bad because I'm not I'm not anywhere near as bad off as I could be.
0: No, I think we're both lucky in our own way compared oh, yeah. to other, you know, a lot of other terrible situations. But um, yeah, and, and I know we've spoken about this in the podcast before, but yeah, it's definitely um, a moment in history where life has suddenly become much harder and much more expensive than it definitely needed to be if it were managed properly by the people that it should be. So um, with that in mind, that kind of depressing thought, we've just kind of covered that our quality of life should be better, but idiots keep screwing it up for us. So Derek, while we're on the subject of idiots, you see, that that was a good transition. That that was the best you're gonna get out of me today. Derek, who is your idiot this week?
1: Well, see, I got one that uh, made things harder than they had had to be for sure. Um, And the longer we do this show, yeah the more I realize that I don't think I paid any sort of attention in school at all. Or (laughs) I'm rapidly forgetting everything that I've ever learned.
0: I think it's more likely that one. I think it's like you probably did pay attention, but you can't remember paying any attention in school because it was like so long ago now.
1: That seems fair, I think. And yes. Yes.
0: Idiot's going (laughs) to (laughs) idiot.
1: So I'm going to go all the way to the other side of the world for this one um unless you're listening from that side of the world in that case then it's which from case, your side of the world
0: Konnichiwa. uh is it japan
1: it's it's china
0: oh bollocks never mind then close <laughs> i tried
1: it's in the area it's closer than here
0: uh, yeah i don't think or a Chinese there. person would like me saying konichiwa to them i know i'd be quite offended yeah. sorry apologies <laughs> yes
1: ah anyway so i want to tell you about the man i discovered uh first is a meme and he's totally a monster and he has one of the weirdest nicknames ever you'll know him as the dog meat general
0: oh wow what that's disturbing it is
1: disturbing and he's disturbing but he doesn't start out no he starts out disturbing here we go he's (laughs) Zhang Zongchang, born in Yi County, that's now uh Hoi, Shangdong, in okay. <laughs> in 1881.
0: He was Congratulations. Born to
1: a, I think I did it. I could totally be... Yes, he did. Sam Onella did make a video on this guy, and his was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I will try to live up to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't wait for this. I've never heard of Sam Onella. I might have it right now, but I've never heard of this person, so... Uh, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Zhang was born in a, a poor family. He had a pretty rough childhood and upbringing for sure. Everywhere I look to verify it, because I didn't believe it at all, and I first heard it in uh, Sam Onella's video, his father was an alcoholic, trumpeter, and head shaver, whatever the hell that is. I, I guess it's, it's a- like a, a barber, an army yeah. barber
0: like an early form of being a local barber. Like you just, I guess they might've had issues with like hygiene and lice and stuff. So I guess being a head shaver, that would have been like quite an expert job, really.
1: It's definitely a sharp knife. Uh, His mother though, was a practicing witch and exorcist. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was super weird. I'm not totally into religion, but I thought that witches i didn't i didn't know that witches did exorcisms i thought people were exercising witches or burning them or yeah i mean i don't know i don't know what was going on in china back then i really wasn't paying attention
0: maybe it's like there's a different version of that in chinese maybe that's like a translation translation thing maybe it's like a a healing thing i don't know but also witch is like really specific as well so
1: it was kind of uh, exercising evil spirits that made you sick sort of stuff. Right. Okay, yeah. that,
0: that makes sense then. Uh, also, great job by Tossoid of um, summing up our introductions to these people. His mother was a hamster and his father smelled of elderberries. Um, yeah. Most uh-huh. men at a certain age will get that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so his his dad was like a real bastard or... Mm. His mom just fell in love with some other dude. Either way, his parents split up, and he stayed with his mom and her new lover. And they took off to Manchuria when he was just a teenager. And right away, he kind of fell in with this dangerous crowd. And he started working in petty crime, picking pockets. And from there, he moved on to being a bouncer and working as a prospector and kind of bouncing around. He ended up at some point in Siberia, where he learned a little bit of Russian which comes in handy for him later on. Then he bounces into some legal work and then some criminal activity. And eventually he goes full outlaw in his twenties and joins a a roving group of bandits in the Chinese countryside for a little while. Fun. Uh As you, you know, as you do,
0: you know, there's (laughs) there's no circus at this point. So you might as well just go and do the bandit thing instead
1: it's It seems like it might pay better,
0: I think so, yeah, unless I ask uh, elephant shit as well, maybe <laughs> maybe
1: I don't know i if I had a roving group of bandits in the Chinese countryside, do they have they don't have elephants in China, do they do they? Um, maybe in I'm
0: not sure certain areas yeah maybe maybe they imported them from India. It's not that far away, so
1: yeah. Anyway, when the Russo-Japanese War broke out in 1904, Zhang Zongchang served as an auxiliary for the Imperial Russian Army and Ooh. started getting better at speaking Russian, started making oh. some contacts. Okay. When that conflict ended in 1905, he fell right back into his life of crime, but he's got these newly gained life skills, and he starts leading his own gang of bandits.
0: Ooh. In 1911...
1: Um, the, uh, another revolution broke out that I can't say cause I didn't <laughs> practice. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> he, he led a group of revolutionary desperados or mercenaries, whatever you want to call them. It was a small cavalry group of bandits and he managed to impress, uh, the commanding officer in the green standard army regiment, Chen, um, De Juan de, 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 I don't know. Chen. <laughs> de, 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 de Chuan. <laughs> um he it, he impressed him and it ended up getting him a command in the regular army unit for the new Republic which is cool right
0: yeah that's that's pretty good and he's gone straight now so it's gone legitimate yeah I mean it's
1: the warlord era but it's well, sort of legitimate.
0: as legitimate as he's going to get in this era really right
1: when the next revolution breaks out in 1913 uh the division commander that he's working underneath picks the wrong team and gets himself killed so zhang gets elevated to division commander but the general feng that is running things doesn't like that his division was associated with the revolutionaries, so he disbands the unit, and then Zhang loses his command.
0: Well, oh, that was quick.
1: But as a show of loyalty, he just decides he'll go ahead and off the revolutionary uh Chen Mi in 1916. It totally worked, because Feng became vice president of the Republic of China and appointed Zhang the commander of his personal guard. So. Wow. Yay for offing the revolutionaries and showing that you're loyal, I guess.
0: Hooray for violence for this guy in yeah. the warlord
1: era. Uh, but no, violence is bad.
0: Violence is bad. Don't kill people unless it makes uh, you a warlord. A warlord. No, don't Lord do general. it, that night. That warlord general. Sorry, <laughs> official. Uh, in
1: 1922, he hitched his wagon to a new up and comer, uh, the Tiger of Manchuria, which oh. is a cool name. His name is also cool. Zhang.
0: That's yeah. There's a lot of coolness going on right, right there.
1: Zhang Zhaolin.
0: Okay. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Um, and back to Manchuria he goes. And this is this is time for a little Zhang on Zhang action here. So so the story <laughs> goes. <laughs> uh, Zhang Zhaolin was celebrating a birthday in 1922 when Zhang Zongchang caught his attention by seeing what everybody else was doing. And doing the opposite of that, kind of, uh, he okay. sees that everybody that's celebrating is showing him, uh, or is, is trying to earn his favor and giving him all these gifts and just showering with attention. So Zhang, uh, dog meat, not tiger, doesn't even show up to the party. He just sends two empty coolie baskets. Those are the the baskets with like the hoop handles on them that you put on the the rod and carry stuff yeah yeah yeah. and at first zhang uh tiger not dog meat he he's like what the hell is this man like two empty baskets and he doesn't even show up screw this guy but then he's like oh wait he's 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 sending a message the message is he uh, he's willing to shoulder heavy responsibilities for this guy whatever you entrust him with and so it totally works zhang dog meat Wins the loyalty of Zhang Tiger and uh, he's it awarded works. a position in uh, Zhang Zelin's army.
0: That's Very smart Tiger move, then. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he ends up being one of the more capable warlord generals because he knows how to make uh, effective use of armored trains that he learned oh. when he was working with the Russians in right. their thing.
0: That's really interesting.
1: He also knows Russian and a whole bunch of Russian refugees that are leaving because of stuff going on there. And they totally are cool with fighting uh, for Zhang Zongchang in his army. So he recruits them up uh, and they're avoiding their civil war. And he organizes his men into these specialized units, uh, including Cossack bodyguards.
0: Oh yeah. The the Cossacks, is it? Mm -hmm. They are, quite handy in a fight for sure yeah
1: so he's he's just got the connections and he's got some skills from fighting in some pretty gnarly fighting uh off in the dangerous cold lands of russia early yeah. on that really so-
0: is and um, like tosoid said here definitely a war boss which is like that's a great word and uh Kimberly pointed out the dude is climbing the old corporate ladder. He really is. Like he is kind of a star in the making right now.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely is. And you know, he's also one of the first Chinese generals to involve women in the military, and he did so on a large scale. Wow. He created a regiment of nurses that was uh composed entirely of white Russian women, and they provided training to their Chinese counterparts. And that had a significant impact on morale and combat capabilities, as well as improving the efficiency of his troops for uh, caring for their wounded. So, really you know, innovating, incorporating yeah. everybody to fight in the war.
0: This is really smart. Like having good medical assistance on the front line. That's like one of the keys to success in like modern warfare. That's really interesting that he's doing this in the 1920s. Really and? Impressive.
1: And yeah, he organized a small air force that included at least one C fifty nine bomber. What? <laughs> Super innovative, right?
0: So it's basically like a kite with a propeller and just one dude just dropping stuff out of the sides.
1: Kinda. I mean, it's one of those old biplane type things, but wow. it's like yeah.
0: That's still and a these... huge advantage for like scouting and stuff. My God, that's amazing. So
1: I know what you're probably thinking. Not really an idiot yet no. right
0: super no, smart no. so far but he's doing great there's more <laughs> he's getting early David Icke points but he's about to destroy it all like David Icke
1: you, you betcha <laughs> in 1925 or 24 there's more war I mean you know warlord era what did yeah. you think uh, anyway during the second uh, hmm. Zilly Feng Feng Hmm, feng more okay feng tian war he captured okay. a crucial pass and boosted his reputation with uh, the click he was fighting for nice. and that helped him um, gain their favor aha ah, okay sorry <laughs> nah, my page wouldn't load I read from a script sometimes things don't work right
0: (laughs) we we both do pages and pages of scripts sometimes I write things and I think to myself what the hell have I written there that makes no sense I do
1: that a lot Um, so (laughs) so in April of 1925 he conquers Shanghai proper and Mm. right after that he seizes uh, Nanjing for Zhang Zhang Lin's uh Fengtian click and while he was in Shanghai uh, Shanghai he's a total dick. Mm-hmm. Uh him and boss Zhang's son kind of wander around high on opium and let, let the smugglers run amok and yeah. let the hey, economy
0: I uh, sorry I just wanted to interrupt. Um I'm currently high on opioids so I kind of get where he's he's coming from. Like that's actually surprisingly fun. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice one dog <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh,
1: so sorry carry on he's allowing these the smugglers to run amok and that gets the economy sort of dependent upon them wow. but he ends up appointed the military governor of uh, Shandong where he rules as the warlord until May of
0: 1928 so wait I'm trying to figure this is is that two years a year, uh, see, How long is that?
1: twenty-five.
0: Oh, so three years. years. Okay, so that's in this era. That's actually a decent tenure.
1: Yeah, uh, and it goes horribly. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a bad three years, and we're going to talk oh, about it.
0: Okay, that hit me, hit me with that Shanghai terribleness.
1: Uh, well, this is it's uh, Shandong. Sorry, Shandong. Shandong. Where they, yeah, they they didn't give him Shanghai. They no, gave him this other one.
0: You're not good enough for Shanghai.
1: <laughs> so. His rule there is dominated by graft and mismanagement. Oof. You kind of figured that was coming, right? Yeah. It was also dominated by excessive taxes. He oh. taxed tax shrines, including what? yeah, one uh one of them was a shrine that was a giant bronze statue of himself.
0: He taxed his own statue.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He <laughs> He heavily taxed his own troops and what? Uh, their wages. And then when they were running low on money, he had the solution. Can you guess what it was?
0: Did he tax his taxes?
1: No, he just printed more money.
0: Oh, okay. Well, why? I, yeah, I, that makes sense. Here, we, <laughs> Sorry, Kimberly pointing out. Here we go. Like he set up shop. Now I have to rule something and he's just got no ideas. At all, like no taxing your own guys, that's a recipe for disaster, right there, dude. Holy shit, this guy's
1: a dick, (laughs) massive. (laughs) Uh, so the currency pretty much becomes worthless, the population starts to starve, there's a drought, agriculture's not going well. Uh, by 1927, the Uh, provincial education systems pretty much completely collapsed the local economies in tatters Uh, any of the opposition to him was brutally suppressed and then when like newspapers tried to criticize him he just had the editor shot
0: (laughs) of of course he did yeah Uh,
1: one of his favorite hobbies was splitting melons which is uh, bashing in the skulls of folks with the butt of a rifle Oh, uh,
0: that's not good. Allegedly, oh <laughs> Genghis Khan. Good quote from uh, Toasted here. Conquering the world is easy; governing it is harder than any battle. Genghis Khan. That's very good. Although the the, the Mongols were actually pretty good at that. So they just they like, were, sat outside yeah, in their yurts right? and let people. They just let people get on with it. They were just like, "You want religious freedom? Go for it. You want to do your own thing? That's fine. We're going to live in these tents over here." Just enjoy yourselves, but give us money every now and then, you know, so we don't kill you. <laughs> basically, a Mongol rule right there. You do you. Give us a little money, leave us the fuck alone, and we'll leave you alone. Like, oh, that—that's all we have to do. That's easy.
1: Huh. I wish our governments would do that. I uh, know. I mean, they come for the money, but they don't leave us the fuck alone.
0: No, and they don't do anything with it. No, you know. So,
1: wouldn't uh, that anyway. be nice? Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, so. Zhang here, he's mismanaging the hell out of everything, smashing yeah. people's heads with rifles, and also he liked to hang people. And their severed heads from telephone poles.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. at
1: Telephone poles in the 20s. Yeah, I guess there were, huh?
0: Yeah, it'll be like, it might be like, hangover telegraphs. of telegraphs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, Oh, can you send, oh, I'm sorry, the telegraph's down today. Too many heads. <laughs> um, blocking the signal so yeah
1: after about three years enough was enough and people started to band together as part of the red spear society and they revolted against him yeah they were super poorly armed with you know spears with red tassels on the end mostly that's where they got their name uh but they were a major threat to his smaller units that were scattered out in the the countryside right now while they're doing this and he's doing his management thing well, he's managing this and shit's falling apart. As assholes do, he was setting up his headquarters in um, Janan, like a medieval court.
0: Uh, okay. With
1: lavish entertainment and grand feasts. And uh, he was kind of acting as a benefactor to artists and writers and diplomats and Western journalists and arms so- dealers and drug kingpins and you
0: know so so he's he's kind of turned into um kim jong-il at this point he's just like bit. yeah i'm gonna have banquets and I'm gonna throw a major feasts and i'm gonna have like basketball legends from the 90s come and hang out with me and i'm gonna make films and stuff and meanwhile his people are starving and they've got nothing so yep. yeah that's yep. never a good recipe for success really
1: yep and back at the court of Zhang Zhang Chang, he's shipping, he's shipping, he's sipping <laughs> French champagne, toasted scotch, puffing Cuban cigars, which were a favorite of his. And, uh, he was also prone to losing thousands of silver dollars playing poker wow. with other warlords and other people. Um, they played with silver dollars cause his money was worthless. <laughs> and they played with Mexican silver dollars, oddly enough. No. That's interesting. And they he he got a he got an interesting nickname based on these silver dollars, but I'll get to that in a second.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I kinda wanna break down some of his nicknames here because he's got some doozies. The most okay. obvious of them being, of course, the dog meat general. Sure. And you, you might think it has something to do with the propensity to feed his enemies to the dogs, maybe. Maybe. That's not it. Don't and... tell me it's
0: the other possible option
1: you think maybe it's eating dogs
0: i think maybe it was like they got so desperate for supplies that they would eat whatever they could get their hands on
1: that's that's not it oh thank god it it could be that he ate a black chow chow every day but he was a lover of dogs so it's probably not it
0: that's good that's fine
1: what it really is is that he was super into pagao, which is sometimes known as eating dog meat oh wow playing Pygal. so that's
0: really interesting
1: uh it's also the favorite brand of his tonic was known as dog meat.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. Okay.
1: Or or he really ate dogs.
0: It, or he really think. ate dogs. We, we we don't know, but that's really interesting. So that's one of his names. Toast so has gone with silver dollar zang, which is like that yep. feels like a rapid's rapper's name. <laughs> right now, right?
1: Could be. Uh yeah. so so does his next one. You ready?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Old eighty six
0: wow that's yeah, it
1: seems cool this
0: guy is cool as fuck
1: the origin of that <sighs> nickname is kind of unclear but the rumor around it is it's either referring to his height meaning that he's the height of 86 mexican silver dollars
0: oh oh that's not good or oh uh,
1: his erect member <laughs> is the length of a pile of 86 mexican silver dollars
0: um I mean, I don't know if either of those would be accurate, but...
1: Now, that last bit is yeah. because he loved wandering around bragging about the size of his penis.
0: Oh, he's LBJ as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh,
1: another one of his nicknames is the Three Don't Knows because uh, based on his alleged... His, 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 his Let me try it again. Alleged. <laughs> it's It's based on his alleged lack of knowledge about how much money he had how many Uh soldiers he had and how many women he had in his harem.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of things to keep track of, but you should at least know one of those, right? Surely you
1: you should, (laughs) but at the height of his power, he had somewhere between 30 to 50 concubines of different nationalities who were actually only given numbers because he (laughs) couldn't remember their names.
0: At least he's not like, um, can you fetch me Thursday PM please? Um, (laughs) it's just like different periods of different parts of the day
1: not only could he not remember their names he couldn't speak their languages sometimes
0: of course not not. he's not gonna bother you know a lot of the
1: times he got them from uh rich families that he conquered
0: oh that's horrible yeah i mean as as horrible as having a harem is um that's like Even worse, what's this? He has a secretary to help him sort through them all. I don't know. I think you'd need like multiple secretaries for all of that. To be honest, I think you'd need like a military secretary and like a harem secretary and stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, he wasn't good at keeping track of anything, like at all. Not even the money he was printing or losing, because he, he, (laughs) like I said, he was losing at poker like thirty to fifty thousand dollars at a go.
0: Oh my uh, God! While
1: everybody was starving and dying. And crazy. running around bragging about his his penis size and giving himself <clears throat> his own nickname seventy two cannon Chang, which is oh, about his. I'm
0: going to guess he had seventy two cannons.
1: No, that's about his. Uh, also, the general with three long legs.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, that's definitely him giving himself that nickname.
1: And one for sure, he gave to himself the great general of justice and might.
0: Well, yeah like (laughs) nobody else is calling me that
1: now he wasn't all murder and war he was also a poet he had a sensitive side and shit
0: (laughs) i'm about (laughs) to get some vogue on poetry here it's gonna make me want to pull my ears off
1: oh you're gonna love his poetry you're gonna (laughs) love it this one's untitled they ask me how many women i have to be honest i don't know either yesterday a boy called me dad i don't know who his mother was
0: Holy shit! That's, that's one. It starts out like a Steven Seagal boast, and then it <laughs> and then it turns into, "I can't keep track track of my children. Yeah. My life is a mess." Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, um, that's some of the funniest poetry I've ever heard. Oh, it, it reads gets- like an Xbox Live message. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good joke. Toasty. Oh, it
1: gets better. It gets so much better. Uh, his his next one, Visiting Mount Tai. Mount mm. Tai is on the blackish side. Its top is thin, its base is wide. If you flip it upside down, its base is thin, its top is wide.
0: Oh, that one's going on the refrigerator. Yep. like Straight away. Yeah, so proud of you for that one. Tell us about your day trip to Mount Tai.
1: It's Kind of like, yeah, I was there and then when I was there, I kind of rolled over and laid on my back and looked at it. Made an observation. (laughs) Uh, Next one is called Poem About Bastards. Um, This is my favorite.
0: All right. Let's hear it.
1: You tell me to do this, he tells me to do that. You are all bastards. Go fuck your mother.
0: I mean, that's (laughs) the best one of the lot. (laughs) That's Uh, amazing.
1: And then uh, here's the last one. And this last one he wrote... Um, it's kind of just a thing he did actually because like I said there was a drought going on at the time and there was a famine and people were mad and they kind of held the leader responsible for like if we're not eating and there's a famine that's divine intervention you're no longer divinely touched to rule so do something and he did something and his poem about what he did was praying for rain this guy, God, is also named Zhang. Why does he make life hard for me? If it doesn't rain in three days, I'll demolish your temple. Then I'll have cannons bombard your mom. So.
0: He's a child, he's an actual <laughs> fucking child. Oh, my God.
1: So what he did was destroyed the temple and then shot cannons into the air for like hours on end. It was just dumb. And it still didn't rain, in case you were wondering.
0: Well, yeah, shocker. Uh, Um, In 1928,
1: he's ousted from Shang and he ends up exiled in Japan for a little while with his stuff and his concubines somehow.
0: How did that happen? Did he get out early?
1: No idea. I don't know. But somehow, he gets out with all his shit, and then in 1929 sneaks back in to cause trouble in shangdong again anyway
0: why just don't leave the fuck alone dude
1: but then he gets out again and you'd think he'd want to lie low but he doesn't he <laughs> um accidentally shoots a prince who's the cousin of the deposed emperor and according to zhang the gun he was holding while he was standing at his hotel window, just kind of happened to go off and shoot the prince in the back and Uh, it killed him instantly. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, that's complete and utter bullshit. The
1: The prince may have also been banging one of Zhang's concubines.
0: There you go. And he
1: was mad about it.
0: Well, yeah, that's one of my many women, you asshole! (laughs) How dare you?
1: (laughs) Now, he was charged and he was found guilty by a Japanese court. Okay. And he was given a choice. Mm-hmm. You can have 15 days in jail or a $150 <laughs> fine. That and it? So he paid the fine and he was done with it. Boom. And after that incident, he goes back to China and recruits uh, the remnants of an army in Japan or to, to recruit the remnants of his army and bring them back for um, the Biang army in Japan. Right. But he doesn't do that. Okay. He, he's just kind of an asshole on September 3rd, uh, 1932, he, he just kind of he's just wandering around China trying to go back to his old life, do his own thing. He presents a, a firearm as a gift to the new uh, governor in a, a town. He travels to the city's railway station around 6 p.m where he's fatally shot by the nephew of an officer that he executed in November
0: yeah, uh, of 28. Yeah, his
1: last words were no good. I've got a
0: massive, got a massive penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have been more fitting, probably. Yeah. Um, his assassin served seven months in prison before being granted clemency in, um, and, and then receiving a full pardon in 1933.
0: Man, between that and his, like, $150 fine for murdering a prince, like, people say that, oh, you know, justice is so much different than it used to be back in the day. Not in this part of the world. You can get away with anything, apparently. Although I guess, like, he's rich and powerful, so maybe, like, it's different for him, but fuck.
1: Yeah, but he shot a prince as a foreigner.
0: That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Right. Like... He's getting the kind of fine that people got in the '60s for drink driving. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy. So
1: that's the dog meat general, man. What do you think?
0: It's kind of crazy. Like I can see why you picked that that story and sequence of events. Is like, I think he might be a, I think he might be a child. Like I don't think he progressed beyond, um like his teenage self at all i think he was still very much mentally a child when he was trying to rule over this county because he was like braggadocious and out of touch and like doing all the things that a teenager would do if they had unlimited power and finances so um (laughs) it's three kids in a trench coat totally that's exactly what i'm picturing right now he's just making a sequence of terrible mistakes that like Someone needs to like shout at him and tell him to go to his room for a week, you know. Like that's um, it's it's very difficult to not score this guy very highly because he's clearly responsible for a lot of deaths and a oh, lot yeah. of suffering, and like there's there's no other way around it. Like his success is it's interesting that his success was all obviously based around violence, but if there's one thing that history has taught us, it's that military leaders are not necessarily the best administrators they're certainly not the kind of people you want running anything so
1: wars you want them running battles and wars yes
0: you want winston churchill on the front line of your war effort kind of coming up with plans keeping the nation going trying to figure this out when it comes to actual governance british people got rid of him as soon as the fucking war ended because they were like right you're done you fucking racist weirdo, get out of politics. And I mean, he came back, but a lot of the time when you have like kind of military people in positions of power, they have no understanding of the world outside of their own experience of it. Um, To a violent man, history is just a series of genocides, but actually it's more about taxation and uh, population movements and stuff like that. So yeah um I think I'm going to go 90 with this guy. Yeah, that I seems think fair. He's, Yeah, he's a very intense character, clearly awful as a human being.
1: <laughs> and, oh yeah.
0: Like just so stupid. If he if he just made half the mistakes he did, he probably would have been okay because I'd imagine there weren't particularly great legislators around at this time, hence why there were warlords everywhere. But I think if he just like built himself a little palace, and just had the <laughs> occasional the occasional brunch with people, he would have been fine, but to have lived an incredibly lavish lifestyle while people around him are being taxed and have access to weapons, what did he think was going to happen?
1: well, and there's there's one story of a Western journalist that was visiting um Shangdong during his rule. And said that there was just bodies laying in the street oh, and children abandoned and people starving to death just out in I the open it. there at, at the time. So towards the end, of course.
0: I mean, if you look at like a lot of Chinese history, there are so many famines and the size of China, uh, Mao particularly, weren't weren't particularly famous famine in China, Chairman Mao was responsible for the great leap forward which was a fucking disaster and killed 60 million people. There are no excuses for famine in a country like China that has the ability to produce so much stuff. It's just crazy that people had to put up with that and I'm not surprised he was assassinated. Like He was never going to live to be an old man, ever. So just a completely crazy bastard who deserves a score of 90. So
1: well, thank you for that score. I mean
0: I feel like it was deserved. And that was an interesting <laughs> story as well. Like I really enjoyed that.
1: So, yeah, I had I had fun learning about it myself. I, I watched lots of videos and read lots of things this time. And uh God, he was nuts.
0: Yeah. Uh and while we're on the subject of nuts and crazy, let's go on to my personal um, I I've got so many people at the back of my mind that I wanted to cover, but I thought this episode we could cover a big name, really big name. And actually, my reason reasoning behind this was uh, a um, um, a meme that I saw that was that made me particularly laugh. And we've actually spoken about this guy on the podcast before. Um, in the That's how I found of, my guy. Ah, uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> we're we're going off memes. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, um, let me tell you probably one of the most high profile idiots we'll ever cover on this podcast. Let's talk about the most dangerous radio personality of the 21st century, Alex Jones. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gotta hate
0: that guy. I've been waiting I to mean, do this one for
1: Don't bit. hate anybody.
0: No, you're allowed to hate Alex Jones. He's a massive cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Alexander emmerich jones who was born on february the 11th 1974 in dallas texas and raised in the suburb of rockwell his father was a dentist from austin and his mother was a homemaker toughest job in the world especially when your children are alex jones
1: Uh, no kidding yeah
0: (laughs) he claims and. that's a really important phrase here claims Irish German Welsh English and Comanche descent uh, we're gonna use the word claims a lot because pretty much anytime he claims anything it's a lie so yeah. I it's, can
1: seems legit
0: yeah I can see the Irish German Welsh English for sure particularly with the last name like Jones like that's a particularly Welsh name but Comanche? No, I'm not buying it.
1: Yeah, I, I, if it's in the lineage, I don't imagine it was probably a good thing.
0: No, I don't think that was a Comanche falling in love with uh, one of Alex Jones's descendants. I think this is probably like a really bad situation, but also um, I feel like he's just invoking the Comanche thing to get himself out of potential issues around. Racism or, like, exploitation, because Alex Jones is a massive fan of racism. It's, it's his bag, man, that shit. He loves gobbling that up. Anyway, the family moved to Austin in Jones' sophomore year of high school. He attended Anderson High School, where he played football and graduated in 1993, six years before me. What class were you? Were you 99? 99, yeah. Same year. We uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what what month are you what's when's your birthday
1: january ah, you're two months older yeah. than me
0: that's right yeah. yeah that's okay uh yeah so we're six we're both six years behind alex jones in terms wow. of graduating but in terms of mental capacity i think we're many decades ahead of him um, yeah i'm in my 70s i'm <laughs> <laughs> in advanced but yeah i am feeling like a 90 year old right now um after graduating Jones briefly attended Austin Community College before dropping out. As a teenager, he read None Dare Call It a Conspiracy, a book by the John Birch Society conspiracy theorist Gary Allen, which alleged global bankers bankers, Mm -hmm. controlled American politics rather than elected officials, which is interesting given that Alex Jones kind of hates the government. Particularly when it's a democratic government, but he should really be hating bankers. So
1: Yeah. Well Sorry, that's weird bankers. because bankers, isn't that where the corporations get their money? And corporations yeah. are
0: people. Corporations I know, but he's he's fine with corporations. So it's it's the politicians he's concerned about. So also yeah. let let's not be around the bush here. When conspiracy theorists use words like bankers, they're talking about people from the jewish community that's all that is um he's only right by um a bit since money does control politics i mean that is true and that has always been the case but uh yeah bankers controlling stuff anyway little side note about the john birch society who published this book it was founded in 1958 by robert welch jr a man who accused presidents truman and eisenhower of being communist sympathizers and possibly soviet agents of influence so yeah okay there's your bad shit, crazy stuff (laughs) he alleged that eisenhower was a conscious dedicated agents of the communist conspiracy and that Eisenhower's brother Milton was the president's superior in the communist apparatus. President Eisenhower. Eisenhower.
1: General Eisenhower. Eisenhower.
0: General Eisenhower. Eisenhower, Nationalist hero. General Eisenhower was a communist apparently. And his brother Milton was his boss. Is
1: that his older or little brother? Because now I don't know. (laughs)
0: Well, actually, yeah, that's that 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 makes it slightly less plausible. Uh, I don't maybe. Know. Uh, that's ridiculous. That is re- really ridiculous. President Eisenhower never responded publicly to Welch's claims, probably because he didn't know who the fuck this crazy asshole was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, somebody thinks I'm a communist. Have they seen any of my speeches? Have they right? read any of that? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And Truman. Uh, uh the guy dropped the bomb it's yeah. like oh yeah he's a communist
1: <laughs> I, that's just weird it's really like, weird thinking odd targets
0: i think it's probably because like they're high profile they're elected i'll get attention for saying this that's literally a lot of the time when it, i hear conspiracy theorists that's what i think is going on
1: it could be but i mean it's easier to destroy reality by saying the craziest possible crap.
0: Oh, yeah. Because you're like, it's so crazy. It must be true. No, it's yeah. just full crazy. Yeah. So um, the book had a profound influence on Alex Jones, although profound in Alex Jones is two phrases <laughs> you're not going to hear too common. Um, and he has described Alan's work as the easiest to read primer on the new world order. Emphasis there on the easiest to read part because Of course, he's going to get attached to something that he can, you know, finally read all the way through. Yeah, a lot of small words. A lot of small words and big print. Oh my God, it's only 35 pages. That's perfect for me. Pictures. Pictures. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting flipping through with little animated things in the bottom of the page. Uh, The Waco Siege. At the Branch Davidian complex near Waco, Texas, had a massive impact on Jones. It ended in April 1993. We've covered it in this podcast. There's a whole episode on it. Go and listen to that episode. Honestly, really proud of that. And I think we give a reasonably balanced interpretation of what happened at Waco. You know, I
1: think so. I think uh, so. compared
0: to Alex Jones, was certainly more balanced. Uh, near the end of Jones's senior year of school. Uh, this happened with a substantial fire and significant number of fatalities. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, these events only confirmed his belief in the inexorable progress of unseen malevolent forces.
1: Like ghosts?
0: Yeah, I know. Oh I no, deep it. state. Deep, yes, that's it. Yeah, and pizzas and <laughs> politicians and stuff. Um, It was at the time he started to host call-in show on public access television in Austin ACTV Um, the Oklahoma City bombing on April (laughs) 19th we're just covering all the bases here Uh, April 19th 1995 was intended, uh, intended by perpetrator Timothy McVeigh as a response to the federal involvement in the botched resolution of the Waco siege on its second anniversary amongst other stuff like Ruby Ridge yeah stuff like that
1: it's really kind of interesting because i think a lot of what you're going to talk about has been mm. things like that are going to spider web together with people that we've covered uh, white yeah. nationalists and yeah. uh waco and yeah it's mm.
0: marjorie taylor mm. green
1: they're all tied together
0: man. it's almost like <laughs> idiots stick to the same theories yeah um, so yeah, and um Jones began accusing the federal government after the uh the uh Oklahoma City bombing that he caught that um of having caused it. He said, I understand there's a kleptocracy working with psychopathic governments, clutches of evil that know the tricks of control. So there's a lot going on in that statement. And, yeah, there is um psychopathic governments clutches of evil that know the tricks of control i kind of want to talk about this because this is something that people conspiracy theorists say all the time like oh my god they're out they're going to take over they're out to control us. if the new world order or whoever alex jones sees as the enemy is so all-powerful how come people a talk about them all the fucking time like in negative ways, and B, how come there's no real control in place anywhere? Like, have you seen how fucking dysfunctional the world is, Alex? Like, does this look like anyone's grand plan?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a a shit show, so they're really bad at it.
0: Like, if we're supposedly under control and he'll say, oh, well, it's made to look like this, like, whose plan? involves leering from one massive international crisis to another it really was oh so they can set up a one world government yeah there's like more division now in the world than ever before this is nobody's plan for yeah. unity right here
1: I, th- I think it's weird because i just i i mentioned that it's all spider web together and that it's all connected which sounds really super conspiracy theory <laughs> but i want to go back and touch on that i don't mean it in a conspiracy theory way i mean they all believe the same dumb shit
0: yeah basically (laughs) they're all going on the same stuff they've all been influenced in the same thing and they all come to the same conclusion so in a sense that's the conspiracy is they all end up believing the same thing really although we'll get to alex jones disowning people a little bit later on um he did not believe that the bombing had been the responsibility of timothy mcveigh and terry nichols in 1998 he released his first film america destroyed by design which actually as far as titles go that's that's a pretty good title
1: it could memorable be, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah um I mean- it's going to be terrible. But uh, in 1998, Jones organized a successful campaign to build a new branch Davidian church as a memorial to those who had died during the 1993 fire. Now, I'm actually not too opposed to that, really, because a lot of innocent people did die in that situation. That's true, yes. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I just wish it was someone other than Alex Jones doing it. So um, he often discussed the project on his public access television program. He claimed that David Koresh and his followers were peaceful people who were murdered by Attorney General Janet Reno. She's on the front line with her AK-47, you know, just fucking charging in there. Um,
1: she, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we We're definitely going to cover <laughs> Janet Reno and possibly her doppelganger, um, Bill Gates. Just, they, they look so much alike it's frightening um, and also um, he takes uh, umbrage with the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms during the siege um, i we've covered David Koresh on this podcast we've mentioned this before and we certainly agree with a, a lot of the blame being laid at the feet of the agencies involved and the people who made decisions, most of whom Have like refused to take any accountability and have never been like put under any particular like official, um, kind of scrutiny for their role in it. And I actually think that there's a lot that should have been done with that. However, to call David Koresh and all of his followers entirely peaceful is fucking insane because David Koresh was not a peaceful man.
1: No, no, didn't he? Didn't allegedly he stormed rape the, the site. Yeah, he like sexually assaulted
0: people? people, he shot people, he chased off the former owner of the site because they had a gunfight. Uh yeah. yeah. You know, this this was not he's not a peaceful man. He was a psychopath, but there's a lot of innocent people in that building that were just sort of there under the control of this man doesn't mean that they should die as well. However, David Koresh was not peaceful. Something like this was eventually going to happen, maybe not involving the ATF and the FBI, but he was certainly going to die a violent death one way or another. It's just bound to happen with the amount of guns he had.
1: He would have found his way to a Jonestown sort of situation eventually.
0: Yes. There was going to be a lot more deaths before David Koresh finally met whatever justice he was going to get. Anyway. Jones began his career in radio in Austin working on live call-in format public access cable television program. We've already covered that. However, in 1996, Jones switched to radio hosting a show called The Final Edition on KJFK 98.9 FM out in Austin. Influenced by radio host William Cooper who phoned into jones's early shows jones began to broadcast about the new world order conspiracy theory at the time which was like that was a big thing back in the 90s like there were books everywhere about that shit Um, it
1: it was and you know i i'm not even going to be ashamed to admit that i've looked into all of that stuff i was really interested in all of that stuff i mean i'm interested in everything so i look into everything heavily and i buy into absolutely nothing absolutely. ever <laughs> so
0: <laughs> i think ultimately it just and i have too like i've looked into conspiracy theories and the cynic in me is always like fucking hell but um they're appealing because they speak to the part of us as humans that likes stories like, you like interesting narratives and conspiracies by their very nature and the insane levels that they sometimes reach kind of interesting so it's okay to read about conspiracies just take them with the biggest pinch of fucking salt you've ever grabbed in your life
1: bring us bring a salt lick with you
0: yeah (laughs) just hurl it over your shoulder so um while running for congress ron paul was a guest on his show several times in 1999 jones tied with shannon burke for that year's poll of best austin a ghost holy shit alex jones is in the room with me (laughs) i didn't realize i was hosting a uh, horrible alt-right seance, but it's actually <laughs> happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jones tied with Shannon Burke for that year's poll of Best Austin Talk Radio Host, as voted by the readers of the Austin Chronicle. I don't imagine that's a particularly long list.
1: I have no idea. Honestly.
0: Austin Talk Radio Host. So uh, I mean... Maybe I know
1: I know Austin is a way smaller town than Phoenix and Phoenix cool. is a fifteen market, so
0: Yeah. It and
1: can't be huge.
0: Austin's the administrative capital as well. So I, I guess like a lot of the people who come in and out will be political people, so they may not be full time residents of the town. But um I can't imagine there's a I, I'd imagine there's a few talk radio stations in austin at this time but to be tied first i don't think that's a massive achievement certainly not as big of an achievement as being shortlisted for best comedy podcast at the independent podcast awards in 2023 which we have so yeah that's that's an achievement right there because out of thousands (laughs) we have been shortlisted um later that year he was fired by kjfk fm (laughs) for refusing to broaden his topics he just wanted to talk about um <laughs> conspiracy theories um that the recent hitman games have a pretty unique take on the new world order where new members are elected after some time so no one has enough time to fuck anything up and being set up in a way that even the powerful elite don't know they exist that's cool toaster zoid thank you for that i i have only played one of the hitman games and this i find them really hard fun but really hard so i have to read into that
1: i'm i haven't played any games in a long time but i'm really looking forward to the new grand theft
0: auto yeah me too i want i want to do stuff that i can't physically do in the real world Mm -hmm. and the game and i'm not just talking about jacking cars and and like flying off into the sky or whatever i'm talking about like playing tennis or basketball
1: (laughs) i just i want to fly planes again
0: yeah that's so (laughs) fun and freeing i really do love that um anyway so um he's fired because he refuses to broaden the topics of his radio show the station's operations manager said that jones's views made it difficult for the station to sell advertising because who wants to be associated with a nutcase he got cancelled he got cancelled it was there, <laughs> and it, it was them, and this is where it gets funny. Um, so Jones said it was a purely political uh, decision, and it became it came down from on high. Like, what, like, like fucking Bill Clinton or something? Like, who did you yeah. think made this decision? Um, I was told eleven weeks ago. Oh my god, <laughs> he did say it. I was <gasps> told eleven weeks ago to lay off Bill Clinton, to lay off all these politicians, to not talk about. Rebuilding the church to stop bashing the Marines. Eight, is it, why would you bash the Marines? I don't know. What the fuck have they done to you? Mm. They, Stole they his annoyed. girlfriend. Sto- yeah. His girlfriend definitely <laughs> left him for a Marine. <laughs> After his firing from KJFK FM, Jones began to broadcast his own show by internet connection from his home. That must have been depressing to listen to back in the day. The late yeah. 90s internet, just like getting your dial up tone don't don't pick up the phone i'm using the internet <laughs> get off the phone and try and listen to alex jones talk about the new world order oh man in july 2000 a group of austin community access center radio hosts claimed that jones had used legal proceedings and acac policy to intimidate them or try and get their broadcasts removed so a powerful shadowy figure Used his influence to get people removed from the air. Couldn't be Alex Jones. He'd never do that to someone else.
1: Wait. So he was the powerful shadow. We figured that
0: got a bunch of like amateurs taken off the air.
1: Hmm. Community access. It's kind of like every time somebody really openly complains about somebody doing something to them. Yeah. They're doing that to somebody.
0: Yeah, it's like they're talking about themselves, and mm. they're just—they have to get it out because their psyche can't contain the fact that they're a massive fucking hypocrite. So
1: that's why uh, I do this show because I'm an idiot. <laughs> he was wondering. That's
0: why we both do this show. Um, in 2001, Jones's radio show was syndicated to approximately 100 stations. Um, on the day of the 9/11 attacks. Jones said on the radio show there was a ninety eight percent chance that uh, this was a government orchestrated controlled bombing. He began, yeah,
1: bombing. That one almost got me though.
0: Yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff around that. What's, what's this from Toasty? We really need to do something about people shooting babies into space. Yeah, that's that's such a serious problem. Um, he began promoting conspiracy theory that the bush administration was behind the attack and i love this like i mean you could say like oh the cia or the new world order Like, you could have said either of those things and i'd have been like okay there's like a grain of truth to that but to think that the bush administration was organized enough to pull off 9-11 i just
1: don't fucking buy it when that loose change movie came out yeah. That was really, really well done, and super, super persuasive. And looking at the fact that Dick Cheney was in the vice presidency, Bush's dad was the director of the CIA before he was uh, president. That it connected dots, albeit yeah. loosely, For loosely. Sure. <laughs> loosely, loosely. Um, it it was yeah. I don't know. I could see. I almost fell for it.
0: Yeah. You see, the thing is, there are some aspects to the sequence of events on that day that are definitely like open to questioning. But just, there's something about saying that the Bush administration orchestrated the full thing just doesn't, that's a very complicated thing to orchestrate. And you really think one administration is going to pull that entire thing off flawlessly. I just don't, I don't buy it.
1: Yeah. As I grow, I just realize that people out there are just really incompetent and bad at their jobs. Every, all of them, all the way up the chain. You Absolutely. just don't realize it. You yeah. grow up thinking adults know what they're doing and they don't.
0: We really don't. We just sort <laughs> of like, we're kids uh, that look, like blinked and like 10 years disappeared in front of our eyes. We're like, oh, we have to do this now. Okay. Decisions? Oh, my God. Um, as a result of his stance, several stations dropped Jones's program. According to columnist Will Bunch, Jones became a leading figure in the 9-11 truther cause. In 2010, we're leaping quite far ahead here now, the show, which had been cancelled a few times but had regained its popularity amongst the conspiracy theorists, uh, attracted around 2 million listeners each week. According to Alexander of rolling stone magazine in 2011 jones had a larger online audience than glenn beck and rush limbaugh combined that's not dangerous that's not (laughs) worrying at all although to be honest like watching rush limbaugh and alex jones argue with each other might be my idea of like a great evening just watching two idiots shout at each other for a while
1: we need to set up some sort of like AI debate of Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, and Alex Jones, dude. The claymation deathmatch three way fight.
0: Oh my god, remember
1: MTV's deathmatch?
0: I loved that show, that was just uh, so good. We can get AI to make that and also do their voices. Could you imagine? Oh god, I, I feel like one of them would try and eat the other one at least at some point in the events, but yeah. Okay. Um, so 2011. Alex Jones is kind of like the number one alt-right radio talk show, although it wasn't known as alt-right then. He was just a conspiracy theorist, but he's the number one right-wing radio personality Mm -hmm. in the country, which means he's the number one, like, talk radio personality because, like, no one's tuning into George Stephanopoulos, you know? Like, no one's listening to that guy
1: because he's not
0: talking about the New World Order.
1: And that's that's a kind of key thing to think about right here i think when um that's the number one talk radio show yeah uh that's
0: That's making
1: shit mainstream that shouldn't be yeah getting out to that many people probably
0: exactly There's, there's there was a point in time when conspiracy theories you'd hear them and it's usually from, like, a friend. This is before, like, the internet really became mainstream. You'd hear them from a friend or, like, someone down the pub or whatever. And you'd hear it and you'd be like, part of you would be like, oh, it's an interesting story. Elements of that are plausible. It didn't happen, but that's kind of an interesting story. But for a very long time now, conspiracy theories have become central to right-wing politics around the world it's not just in america like marie and le pen in france and a bunch of people in eastern europe like conspiracy theories have become their political capital now it's really worrying it is it's just
1: because it's easier yeah
0: because people already buy into it so Mm -hmm. why not peddle lies you know anyway Um, Bunch also stated that Jones Jones feeds on the deepest paranoia, which is true. He definitely does. Jones told the Washington Post in November 2016 that his radio show, then syndicated to 129 stations, had a daily audience of 5 million listeners a day. Um, And his video streams had topped 80 million viewers in a single month, which is really impressive, given that Conspiracy theories are supposed to be quite niche and fringe, but he's getting 80 million views a month on YouTube. That's so crazy. This, this is
1: 2011? Still? 2016. No.
0: 2000, oh. Quite oh. Recent. It's all about <clears> that It's all coming. <laughs> um, according to court testimony Jones delivered in 2014, Infowars had revenues. Um, in 2014 of 20 million dollars a year. So
2: good so lord.
0: Ma- so so many boner pills. Like I swear yeah. to God. So many pills. Uh a 2017 piece in German legendary German magazine Der Spiegel, which is like one of the best things on the planet, like in terms of journalistic integrity, it doesn't get better than Der Spiegel, uh by Veit Medic in indicated that two-thirds of Jones' funds derive from the sales of his own products, pills that cancel out the feminization chemicals and make you a real male. Like,
1: Like, what kind of pills?
0: Oh, we'll get to that now. Okay. These products are marketed through Infowars's web or were marketed through Infowars's website and through advertising spots on Jones's own show. So he's doing his own mid rolls. Small. Um, they include dietary supplements, toothpaste, bulletproof vests, and brain pills.
1: Uh, I've got yeah, brain pills.
0: pills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, so hold an appeal for anyone who believes Armageddon is near, according to Medic. From September 2015 to the end of 2018, so essentially a three-year period, the InfoWars store made $165 million in sales, according to court filings relating to the Sandy Hook lawsuit, which we'll also get to in a bit. Mm. In August 2017, California medical company Labdoor Inc., reported on tests applied to six of jones's dietary supplement uh, products brain pills bone pills you know, get right get male stuff out of your water and all that why um, is
1: history's greatest idiots not have brain pills
0: because um i haven't got that far with merchandising yet and i can't get hold of that many flintstones vitamins to like scratch out the logos on and just repackage them okay uh, so they're coming They're coming. I'll just need to get all of a vast supply of vitamin C tablets. Um, (laughs) So uh, they've done tests on a bunch of six of Jones's dietary supplement products. These included a product called Survival Shield, which was found by Labdor to contain only iodine. That's it.
1: Iodine pills. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, And a product named Oxy Powder, which comprised a compound of magnesium oxide and citric acid, common ingredients in normal diet pills. So, okay. Yeah. So? Nothing nothing dangerous now. Okay. But um, Labdor indicated no evidence of prohibited or harmful substances but cast out on the marketing claims for these products and asserted that the quantity of ingredients in certain products would be too low to be appropriately effective they're essentially like placebos it's snake water so um on a 2017 segment of last week tonight host john oliver i love that show um stated that jones spends nearly a quarter of his on-air time promoting products sold on his site many of which are purported to be solutions to medical and economic problems claimed to be caused by conspiracy theories described on his show. Research commissioned in 2017 by the Center of Environmental Health determined that two products sold by Jones contained potentially dangerous levels of lead.
1: Uh, He's
0: were those Thomas the pills Mitch, to sure. fix the economy? I, I guess so because that'll do it you know you white people out then there's a surplus of like you, there's like some sort of labor shortage so you can short- i wow. don't know but yeah so they're either completely useless basic dietary pills or they're full of fucking lead nice so what the hell i know you swallowing bullets or air so completely good job alex Nice one, Alex, you <laughs> absolute psychopath. According to leaked text messages from Jones's mobile phone, there's going to be so many of these, um, Infowars sold VasoBeat, a product it described as a powerful beat formula. It's fucking Dwight from The Office now. Um, at <laughs> a 900% retail markup as of September 2019, 900%. Just beet juice in a pill and he charges the earth for it. Wow. So, I know. What a dick. <laughs> what a massive dick. That's um, what they
1: say if you take the beet juice pills.
0: Yeah, wow. <laughs> I can I can actually make love to a woman now. Um on January 29th, 2020, Info walls pulled in two hundred and forty five thousand dollars in food sales a day after Joan stoked fear about food shortages caused by the COVID-19 pandemic in a broadcast. That's disgusting. Yeah. He's stoking fear and then literally making money off it right away.
1: Yeah. That's that's uh in a way is it is it profit profiteering? It's profiteering it's yeah. it's
0: exploitation I mean, as well. Yeah. Because he knows that he's got these people wrapped around his finger and that they will believe everything he says. So when you say there's going to be a massive food shortage because of the shipping issues around COVID-19 and there were shipping issues, but there was never going to be that kind of food shortage. You stoke people to either run out to the supermarket and clear the shelves or buy it from your store, which you talk mm-hmm. about all the time. So that's really profiteering and grotesque. It's just disgusting. So yeah, during the April 22, uh, 20, 2022 InfoWars bankruptcy hearing, Jones representative stated that InfoWars is a prominent trademark in the conspiracy theory community, and Alex Jones is equally as prominent, which is true, it goes on to say he uh Alex Jones' name was the Coca-Cola of the conspiracy theory community. So okay, is that, in that, that, that cocaine? Uh um, <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. probably allegedly. <laughs> contains cocaine uh but yeah like uh, that's not a good thing to be the figurehead of really like i mean if you're doing
1: it for entertainment like i mean okay so one of my favorite shows and i guess this is cross promotion or whatever but i love i love watching the y files i love it
0: i don't think i've seen that
1: uh, on good, on YouTube and podcasts and stuff, uh, AJ and Hecklefish do conspiracy theories and YouTube, uh, UFOs and all nice. of that. I'll watch but, that, but he lays it out and talks about like it could be real, it couldn't be real. Here's the evidence debunking it, and that's totally
0: cool. Yeah, fine with that content. Totally don't make fine. people go crazy, don't drag people into your delusions. And toastasoid has got a good question here if alex jones is the coca-cola of the conspiracy theory community then who's the pepsi david probably ike probably D- david ike yes david <laughs> ike marjorie taylor green is the diet coke of the um, yeah yeah conspiracy theory <laughs> Because she's everywhere and and people are just lapping that shit up. So now let's get to the various sections of Alex Jones's insanity. We'll go to his political views because there's a lot to cover here. In 1998, he was removed from a George W. Bush rally at Bay Point Industrial District in Texas. Jones interrupted Governor Bush's speech demanding that the Federal Reserve and Council on Foreign Relations be abolished. Okay. okay. Um, journalist David Wagle reporting on the incident said Jones seemed to launch into public events as if flung from another universe.
1: That, is, yeah, that's an accurate description I, right there.
0: Completely agree with that. He's like Juggernaut from the X-Men. Like, physically, <laughs> when he's involved in situations, he's const- like he looked like he's going to constantly fall over.
1: Oh, just, yeah. Uh, wrestling. I remember yeah. from... Uh, when i was younger the that hype guy with the undertaker whose face would just turn you will you screaming yeah
0: yeah he has uh, his
1: moments where he looks like that guy
0: oh yes (laughs) yeah um uh paul bearer um whose name before he was also by the way paul bearer great name for a manager of the undertaker like that's just fucking amazing um (laughs) before he was called paul bearer when he was managing on the regional circuit his name was percy pringle which is just (laughs) (laughs) amazingly stupid fucking name and everyone called him purse like hey how are you doing and stuff like that also um um paul bearer uh, going off on a tangent about wrestling again um, the only person in history to be able to get away with making fun of The Undertaker because The Undertaker in real life is as scary as he, his character was portrayed to be in wrestling because like not only was he gigantic and surprisingly athletic he was also like a black belt in jiu-jitsu and quite handy at boxing so he was tough as nails and um, when Paul Bearer first met him um, he gave him the nickname Wendy because he had long red hair <laughs> <laughs> and that stuck he called him oh, wendy man. whenever he bumped into him Like this enormous tough as fuck guy and he's hey hey wendy how are you doing oh wow oh, my <laughs> i love that
1: that's the cojones on that guy
0: i know he didn't give a shit um <laughs> what a fucking name so um in the early 2000s jones was jones was one of seven republican candidates for state representative in the um, Texas House District forty-eight, an open swing district based in Austin, Texas. Um, what's this other one from Toastside here? The only person that is physically foreboding is the Undertaker. Is Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo is actually kind of small. He's kind of he's kind of short.
1: I so, would um, not want to make him mad though, because I feel like he would oh, like yeah. he's. I he's mean, done he's time for there.
0: armed robbery. So well,
1: and I mean machete, come on. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I feel like Danny Trejo could do anyone some serious harm. But yeah, he is an absolute sweetheart by pretty much every account. But yeah, he did like eight years or something for armed robbery, so you don't fuck with that guy. Um so Alex Jones running for um state representative here, he's trying to be a state senator. Jones said that he was running to be a watchdog on the inside, which is I, I uh, okay. Okay. He wanted to be part of the, the club, man. He does. He wants to be on the inside. Who are we kidding? Um, he was on death row for a while too. Holy shit. That's dark. I didn't know that. didn't that. No, that's amazing. Um, so Alex Jones withdrew from the race after a couple of weeks because he had less than 1% calculated votes. So
1: didn't do well. I, that's, that's, that's odd like, for as many listeners as he had.
0: I know. He must not be
1: from Texas. They,
0: they, they may not be able to vote. they might um, they might not be of age to vote yet but um yeah so alex jones pulled out he's it's kind of it reminds me of succession when the older brother um is trying to run for president of the united states and he has less than one percent he's like should i should i pull out should i make some sort of deal where i pull out can you get me like, like he's trying to get like to become a foreign dignitary or something he's like can you get me one of the nice countries like france i'm thinking france and they're like no you're not getting france you're getting like panama or somewhere like (laughs) that (laughs) so speaking of succession um what's his name Yeah. Uh, yeah rupert murdoch has stepped down at the age of 92 fucking about time oh my god Um, so thank god he's gone on back to alex jones on the 15th of july 2000 jones infiltrated the bohemian grove cremation of care a jones alleged planning event of the new world order involving child sacrifice which he called a ritualistic shedding of conscience and empathy and an abuse of power we've spoken about this specific event before um jones did this alongside john ronson who was doing it as part of an investigation into conspiracy theory worlds and the people involved in them and the various aspects of them particularly the bilderberg group around this time like he invented he went to look into the bilderberg group and actually it was one of the few conspiracies where he's like oh my god i recognize that person that person that person that person all of them going into this one building so he was like I believe that Bilderberg is full of very powerful politicians and stuff. Um, it sounds like the court of owls from Batman test. So yeah, that's kind of what it is. So when Alex Jones and John Ronson, they broke both broke into this event. They both eventually meet up at the same point. They're like right alongside each other when they watch the, um, ritualistic shedding of conscience and empathy, which is actually just like a whole ritual they do to kick off the weekend. Um, Ronson saw this, and he saw a harmless gathering of rich, powerful old men who were just getting drunk, camping in the wilderness, in quite lavish environments, in privacy, complete privacy, and just peeing against trees. And this whole ceremony, he was like, was clearly a papier-mâché thing in a float, and they were saying, be gone, care, and stuff like this, and it caught fire, and you can hear over the loudspeakers, you can hear the care crying as it burns and then music plays and stuff. And he was like, Oh, it's just them shedding care. Alex Jones saw a child sacrifice. So,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't see stuff that's not there, but I mean, yeah. it's kind of concerning that a bunch oh, of yeah. wealthy, powerful people are shedding care and empathy. Uh,
0: that's so, the empathy thing <laughs> came from the empathy thing comes from Alex Jones. The care thing uh, was part of the. I can't remember what the ceremony is called. I do have the book somewhere in my house, but it's basically where they're saying we're letting go of everything for the weekend. We're just relaxing, and that's it. Oh, and that's basically well, that's what the boring. ceremony is. Which is like, yeah, it's not it the the sacrifice of care or something. They're just saying we're here for a good time for this weekend, and then we go um he only wanted to expose them because he wasn't invited exactly that's it to so um when they get back to the hotel after this whole thing alex jones is like rambling like a lunatic and he's seen like malevolent rituals and evil everywhere and john ronson's like that's not what we witnessed at all and he's like yes it was it was pure evil so if you do want to read more about this um read john ronson's book them Um, which is about the conspiracy theory community. I'd highly recommend that. I recommend all of John Rompton's books, The Men Who Stare at Goats. And um, uh, yes, no, that's not his. Um, (laughs) uh, There's a bunch of them, but Them, uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed is another one. The Psychopath Test is a really good book as well. But Them in particular, because Alex Jones features on it, and it's a really interesting thing. So definitely read that.
1: I feel like if he saw something totally different, maybe he was on Mushrooms.
0: He probably was, actually, and I do remember that they said that he was constantly, like, hyperactive and all-powerful and, like, quite forceful and stuff, but, yeah, like, Alex Jones was very different, and Mark Ronson was just this sort of, like, quiet, small English journalist with very little power, but Alex Jones was like, we're meant to be here, move out of our way, and stuff, so, (laughs) basically... On uh, June, 2000 and, uh, June 8th, 2006, while on his way to cover the meeting of the Bilderberg Group in Ottawa, Jones was stopped and detained at the Ottawa airport by Canadian authorities. You might be thinking, oh, actual was it, the was
1: it
2: the mushrooms? <laughs> uh,
0: they confiscated his passport, camera equipment, and most of his belongings. He was later allowed to enter Canada legally jones said about his immigration hold i want to say on the record it takes two to tango i could have handled it better so basically he didn't get permission to come into the country and he just snuck in illegally so
1: he tried to illegally immigrate somewhere he
0: was an illegal immigrant for a time Hmm. i wonder how he felt about that experience um so and he was okay because he was doing it yeah he was a white man doing it so it's totally fine for him to do it but yeah um, on September the eighth, two thousand and seven, Jones was arrested while protest- protesting at the Sixth Avenue and Forty Eighth Street in New York City. When his group, uh, when his group crashed a live television show featuring Geraldo Rivera, he was charged with operating a megaphone without a permit. Didn't know that was a crime, but it's New York, so. That makes sense. And two other persons were also cited for disorderly conduct. It's it's Alex Jones, of course, they were disorderly. Yeah, yeah. Jones is, moving on to other political stuff, he's a vocal gun rights uh, advocate. MTV labelled him a staunch Second Amendment supporter, which is a polite way of calling him what the Daily Mail called, uh, the Daily Telegraph called him, which was a gun nut. So... (laughs) um, (laughs) On the on January in January twenty thirteen, Jones was invited to speak on Piers Morgan's CNN show after promoting an online petition to deport Piers Morgan because of his support for gun control. I wish he'd never come back, personally, but um, yeah, fuck Piers Morgan. In the ensuing debate with Morgan, Jones stated that seventeen seventy six will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Don't touch my shit, or I'll fight you. Um, Yeah, Jones said he owned around 50 firearms. That's a lot. Must be like an entire wow. That must be like an entire room (laughs) of his house. (laughs) Morgan said on CNN's Newsroom the following evening, he couldn't conceive of a better advertisement for gun control than Alex Jones's interview last night. I I kind of agree. Like if there's one argument for maybe not everyone should have a gun it's alex jones have the idea of alex jones having a gun yeah i mean although he's never shot anyone
1: that's true and i mean but publicly his persona i guess it would depend on how he is in real life off as much as he's yelling and as angry and Mm. screamy as he is you've got to assume that he's gonna road rage and pop somebody someday
0: I think so. I feel like it is, and actually, we'll get to that a little bit later. Like, is this the real Alex Jones? But yeah, is it? Yeah. Well, who knows? But <laughs> there is kind of some question about that. But yeah, like, I feel like anyone who acts like that, you would be concerned that one day someone cuts him off in traffic and he just opens fire.
1: You I mean, because he is an angry, angry dude.
0: He's like, angry, and he has chased people in the street before. Yeah. So. That's...
1: That's know. concerning to me, that, that when somebody gets that angry yeah. about a topic. And I know you have to get that kind of worked up to get your audience worked up to give you money. Absolutely. That's the, that's Apparently. The that's
0: yeah, the although it's clearly not working for us. Maybe I need to shout more. Um, maybe we'd be rich if I shouted and covered the conspiracy theories.
1: Maybe. I, oh think if, God. I think if we do more of the ASMR, we might be rich.
0: I think so. Yeah, I, I, I tried that for a while. I'm not doing that anymore. That got weird. For very that got weird very quickly. Um, so, media matters covered his claim onto another political thing. Now, media matters covered his claim that NFL players protesting during the national anthem was kneeling to white genocide and violence against whites, which the SPLC featured in their headlines review his reporting and public views on the topic had received support and coverage from white nationalist publications and groups such as the alt right corporation and this hilarious name the new zealand national front so i know new zealand <laughs> the, the angry alt right fascists in new zealand
1: that's odd that's <laughs> really
0: weird i would not imagine they're still companies. mad about
1: people getting mad about the kneeling protest they got mad about the kneeling protest they got mad when they protest in the streets because it got violent so if they peacefully protest they're mad if they actively yeah. loudly protest they're mad how do they want them to do it
0: they, they basically don't is oh. is the answer they just want them to shut up and carry on being killed um but yes yeah, something about being supported by the new zealand national front is weird because news the idea that new zealand national front like this is our country get out like no actually you're you're all prisoners that were brought here and you took the country from the maori so um yeah and also can you imagine an angry new zealander like taika waititi has watered that accent right down recently because it sounds hilarious now <laughs> So pretty much anyone who says it
1: so. I didn't. I didn't know that there were white nationalists in New Zealand. I. I don't know a lot about New Zealand, honestly.
0: Uh, beautiful place. Lord of the Rings is filmed there. Um, all of it, and yeah, just. I know the really... All
1: Blacks. That's that. yeah, All
0: Blacks rugby team, one of the most successful sports teams in all of sporting history. Uh, really liberal country as well. Really open and welcoming. Incredibly expensive to move to. They have very strict visa laws, and apparently they have fascist groups, which uh, is weird because I just, I can't hear the New Zealand accent in a threatening way at all. (laughs) If you've got, okay, so I've got a joke. What animal says quick?
1: Don't, I don't know. What animal says quick?
0: A duck from New Zealand. (laughs) Quick. (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was an ultimate dad joke there so um jones has reportedly made a bunch of hateful comments towards the lgbtq community in 2010 he claimed the reason there's so many gay people now is because it's a chemical warfare (laughs) (laughs) operation and i have the government documents where they say Uh, They're going to encourage homosexuality with chemicals so that people don't have children. If he really had those documents, he'd have fucking monetized them by now, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. And obviously, he doesn't understand how economies work. Why why are we trying to slow down children? And we're already facing not enough people to run the economy coming up here because we had a shortage of population growth.
0: Exactly. Like most Western countries and places like Japan, China, and Russia are all facing it. Well, Russia, because they're having their younger guys getting killed. But uh, basically, they're facing huge population issues because they're going to have a very old population in the next 30 years. And that's you know a significant problem. So why would the government be encouraging that? You know, why would they look to cripple their own future? You know, in yeah, time? Yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's the stupidest theory. But um, in a 2013 interview on YouTube concerning same-sex marriage, he ultimately blamed the globalists. You know what that means. Yes. Um, uh, who want to encourage the breakdown of the family because the family is where people owe their allegiance. You owe your allegiance to your family? It's a weird phrasing.
1: I mean I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he also said that as a means to get rid of god by taking the right of an ancient unified program of marriage and breaking it down got to be honest alex there are plenty of gay people that believe in and worship god
1: yeah i'm i'm so. fairly certain i know a whole lot of uh, lgbtq christian yeah. and jewish and uh, i don't know if i know any muslim lgbtq people but i don't know enough
0: people I in I know a
1: couple that.
0: i know a couple in this country but also um like the church of england now takes um gay female um uh, ministers is it? Is it ministers or pastors i can't remember but they they now accept gay people as ministers i think the catholic church does in this country as well i could be wrong But I I feel like that's the case. I don't pay
1: enough attention to that sort of stuff. I Honestly, I was just talking to my wife about religion the other day where I I said, um, I honestly thought everybody else just um, kind of looked at it the same way they looked at all ancient religions as well, as it's like, here's some really cool stories with good ideas and values in it to help you along your way yeah. and nobody was really as into it as they all are but, but whoops
0: some people are super into it i promise you that um,
1: oh yeah no i am <laughs> i am the asshole on that one I was no, way I, wrong. i'm
0: i'm i'm with you on that like <laughs> I, that's what i see it as like moral stories for guidance essentially yeah. so um but anyway um he's also claimed that the government is putting chemicals in the water supplies to make people gay and frogs Yes. As we learned from when we had that one request for Rockefeller to say that oh, in man. the podcast. In 2018, Jones threatened to come after drag performers with torches like the villagers in the night. Got to be honest with you, Alex. Most villagers sleep at night because they busy toiling all day. So. Is, does he
1: think they're Frankenstein's monster?
0: I know. Like, <laughs> that's what he's implying, essentially. Yeah. Um, leaked, however, this is where it gets funny. Leaked texts reported on by the SPLC in 2023 indicated that Jones privately held different views about sexuality than what he promoted on Infowars. When Jones and his second wife um, expressing positive views on bisexuality in the messages. Yeah. I wonder why Alex Jones wants his wife to be open to the idea of bisexuality.
1: mm yeah, well, because he's a dirty, dirty man.
0: He's a dirty boy. Uh, <laughs> Jones is a proponent of the conspiracy theory that Michelle Obama is transgender. I hadn't heard this one.
1: You I'm haven't? Shocked, no, yeah,
0: I've dodged this one completely. Yeah, that
1: one and Lady Gaga.
0: Oh yeah, I heard the Lady Gaga one. That was that was really weird.
1: People are hats.
0: Yeah, I think there was an older one as well. Remember? Did you ever hear the one about Jamie Lee Curtis? being so there was a rumor a while ago that i mean it's obviously bullshit but that jamie lee curtis was a hermaphrodite that was the one that she actually had both Uh, but that's not that's not true so yeah it's because she looked like slightly androgynous i guess and she had short hair and in the 80s that meant oh there's something wrong with you so um (laughs) yeah
1: yeah I I don't
0: get any of why anybody cares about any of that. Nobody's business. Just leave it alone. Anyway, so back to the Michelle Obama thing. Um, Jones is a proponent of the conspiracy theory that Michelle Obama is transgender, with much of his apparent proof being pictures of Obama when it appears that she has a bulge in her pants, which could just be the angle she's standing at, and a video clip where Barack Obama refers to somebody as Michael that's it
1: no there's Definitely. nobody named michael fucking anywhere else on the planet
0: why would barack obama one of the most powerful men in the world know anyone called michael you no know? i
1: don't that's no way couldn't it's happen it has to be not
0: possible it has to be that she has a penis um, <laughs> <laughs> so while jones initially supported QAnon. Right-wing watch reported that he had ceased to support QAnon by May 2018. That's quite early, Um, declaring that the source was completely compromised. In 2021, after the Capitol attack, Jones denounced believers of the QAnon conspiracy theory on Infowars, probably because he didn't want to go to jail. But um, Jones is known for both his opposition to vaccines and his views on vaccine conspiracies. Um, on june 16th 2017 vox covered his claim that the introduction of a sesame street character called julia an autistic muppet was designed to normalize autism a disorder caused by vaccines the stupid shit again um so fuck yeah i know this is this is all the result of one British doctor that published a data that had a bunch of junk science in it that was immediately disproved. And he was struck off several years later because he'd made up sources and accepted money from people who were pushing this conspiracy. Guess what he does now? He works for people who are anti-vaxxers over in America and makes a lot more money than he would have done as a GP in this country. So there's your reasoning.
1: What, what the hell? Normalize autism. Like, <laughs> Normalize autism. <laughs> you know what? What's, I mean...
0: It, it, it's, it's icky that he thinks yeah. that... Leave neurodivergent idea- people alone. Yeah, like just highlighting people who exist so that those people that feel underrepresented recognize them and go, oh, I'm not alone in this world. That's yeah. a good thing, Alex. Yeah. Um, on November the 20th, 2017, the New Yorker quoted Alex Jones uh, claiming Infowars was defending people's right to not be forcefully forcibly injected with vaccines. Critics argued that he endangered children by convincing the parents that vaccines are dangerous. Jones has specifically dis- disputed the safety and effectiveness of MMR vaccines. I wonder, because Alex Jones has kids. I wonder if his kids have actually been immunized against measles, mumps, and rubella because all three of those are horrible ways for anyone to die, particularly children. If you've ever seen the effects of measles and how painful that death is, do not get your kids vaccinated, for God's sake.
1: Uh, even even not death from measles can result in yeah. in horrible things like loss of testicles and... Yeah. Of Massive brain nature. damage and all sorts yeah. of horrible shit.
0: Terrible. Um, on December the 2nd, 2015, Donald, J- Donald Trump, then a presidential candidate, appeared on the Alex Jones show, with Trump stating to Jones at the end, your reputation is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. Amongst uh, who? Idiots. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, amongst uh, his fans. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. <laughs> good point by um kimberly here if they're in school they're probably vaccinated good
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna venture a guess that they're at a private school where yeah. he can just tell them the yeah 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 basically and put put all the rest of the kids in danger if he wants to
0: like yeah why not yeah it's just knocking off rich kids at that point um i will not let it so back to trump your represent your reputation is amazing i will i will not let you down You'll be very, very impressed, I hope. Um, During the broadcast, Jones compared Trump to George Washington and said 90% of his listeners supported his candidacy. That's probably accurate. It's probably even higher than that. Yeah, yeah. That, That does seem real. Yeah, for sure. And Jones and Trump both said the appearance was arranged by Roger Stone, Made multiple appearances on Jones's program during the 2016 presidential campaign because he's doing that thing that a lot of people do on LinkedIn where he's like, I'll talk about this thing because it's my current job, but also I'm giving myself a platform so that in future I can make a little bit more money off this. So, yeah,
1: that Roger Stone feller, though, (laughs) that's weird. He, he, uh, he's, he's getting mad. Man,
0: he's a <laughs> terrible human being. Um, also, Ron and Rand Paul were the only other significant politicians to appear on Jones's show in the preceding few years. Jones indicated his support for Donald Trump during the presidential campaign because, of course, he did. According to Jones, Trump called him on the day after the election to thank him for helping in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah Joe, which
1: he probably helped a great deal i imagine. i
0: i think he did i think obviously all of his audience voted for trump which you know that might have been a difference maker if he's getting five million people at this point that's a fair chunk of the voting population so yeah um, and a lot of people are buying into trump's conspiracy bullshit at this point and Alex Jones will have heightened that. And also, Alex Jones got coverage by mainstream news when he interviewed Trump on his program. So that just drew more people to his his cause. Anyway, um, Jones supported Trump during his re-election campaign in 2020 and called on demonstrations to be held on the premise that the election um, had been rigged against Trump, because of course he did. After Trump uh, recommended at an August 2021 Rally that people choose to be vaccinated against COVID nineteen, Jones said that Trump was either lying or not that bright and a dumbass. The love affair was over. Oh, uh, I was going to say
1: that had to piss Trump off. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I,
0: the thing is, I think I genuinely don't think Trump cares about anyone. No. So, like, but he doesn't like that, when
1: people say mean things about him.
0: No, that's true. Like he'll say things, mean things back at two o'clock in the morning about Howard Stern of all people <laughs> what the fuck are you going after howard stand for do you really want to poke that bear that is not a good <laughs> person to go after um alex jones partially so let's go to the january the 6th thing alex jones partially funded and raised other funds to finance the january 6th trump rally in washington dc that preceded the 2021 united states capital attack The New York Times reported he assisted in raising at least $650,000 from Julie Fancelli, a Publix grocery chain heiress who is a follower of Infowars, to finance Trump's rally on the ellipsis, ellipsi, ellipse, whatever, um, including $200,000 of the total amount deposited in one of Jones's bank accounts. Jones attended January 5th and 6th rallies at the Capitol. On January 5th, he was scheduled, uh, He was a scheduled speaker at the March to Save America and said, he said, we have only begun to resist the globalists. There it is again. We have only begun our fight against their tyranny. They have tried to steal this election in front of everyone. Jones also stated, I don't know how this is all going to end, but if they want to fight, they better believe they're going to get one, according to the same video. Jones called Joe Biden a slave of Satan. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> okay, we're at a rock concert now. And whatever happens to President Trump in 15 days, he is still the elected president of this republic. And we do not recognize the communist Chinese agent, John, Joe Biden, or his agent. Man, he's Me. deep in this shit.
1: Wait, is he a slave of Satan or is he a communist Chinese agent?
0: Oh, those are the same things.
1: Oh, <laughs> of
0: course. Um, well, oh how God. are you a
1: slave of Satan if you're an atheist communist?
0: Oh, yeah. Eh. I mean, if you're a communist <laughs> and you're like a, a an agent of them, then that basically destroys the devil. So that means that you're a good Christian? I'm confused. I don't know. My eyes have gone crossed. Um, on January the <laughs> sixth, a video Jones of Jones was posted on Infowars. January the sixth. Now, Um recorded saying these exact words: "We declare 1776 <laughs> against mm. the new world order." He's literally done an emperor, emperor Palpatine. He's like, execute uh. order sixty-six. Um, uh, we need to understand. We're under attack, and we need to understand this is the, a 21st century warfare, and get on a war footing. He's telling people on January 6th, to enact 1776 and get on a war footing.
1: Yeah, that's that is in in inflammatory speech is what I that mean, is. Yeah,
0: that's mm-hmm. deliberately telling people. I mean, he's not; it's not mincing his words, is he? He's very clear on what he's telling people to do there. I mean, um, it's
1: super coded, but not
0: it's coded but not that well it's coded yeah. as in like a child creates a code and you're like oh that's sweet it's like from like like that tv program they've been watching all day that's where it's come from it's, not it's less coded or,
1: than pig latin
0: for sure yeah <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> don't try to make it uh make it make sense your brain will liquefy and ooze out of your ears yeah that's the problem with conspiracy theories um so in the same video um so, uh, the same video before setting off to the Capitol building. Jones told the crowd, we're here to take our rightful country back peacefully. Okay. Very, very clear thing. Because we're not globalists, Tifa criminals. So, let's start marching. I salute you all. That's not going to get you out of trouble at this point, I'm afraid. Mm, yeah. yeah. When okay. rioters attacked the Capitol, Jones called on them to stop. Let's not fight the police and give the system what they want. Uh, Nothing to do with me, officer. I was just stoking the fire. I wasn't actually throwing it. Um, (laughs) On November the 22nd, 2021, the House Select Committee on the January the 6th attack attack, subpoenaed Jones for testimony and documents by uh, December the 18th and 6th respectfully. He had a virtual meeting with the committee by video link on January the 24th, 2022. By the estimate of his own legal team, Jones said he pleaded the Fifth Amendment over 100 times and had been instructed to do by his counsel. That's basically all he said was, I plead the Fifth over and over again. Now let's get to his litigation issues. Oh, boy. Here we go. Um, Alex Jones has been sued or threatened to be sued with, you know, Litigation and civil stuff a bunch of times by people, including James Alifantis, the owner of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, over the Pizzagate bullshit.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. That guy that broke in there and got
0: arrested. All Alex (laughs) Alex Jones backed off very quickly when that one was in there. Um, The Chobani Yogurt Company filed suit against Jones for his claims that their factory in Idaho. Was employing refugees and was connected to a 2016 child sexual assault and a rise in tuberculosis. Okay, huh. that's a lot going on. I've never heard
1: that one, but that's
0: weird. That's a new one. Yeah, that's a lot of bullshit. Um, in March 2018. Brennan Gilmore, who shared a video he captured of a car hitting counter-protesters at the 2017 Unite the the Right rally, filed a lawsuit against Jones and six others. According to the lawsuit, Jones said that Gilmore was acting as part of a false flag operation – he loves that word – conducted by disgruntled government Deep State employees promoting a coup against Trump. Gilmore alleged he received death threats from Jones – Uh, and his audiences, his audience, sorry. Um, In March 2022, Gilmore secured an admission of liability from Alex Jones and got a little bit of money. Nice one. Um, So let's talk to the big one. (laughs) Jones has (laughs) repeatedly spread disproven conspiracy theories about the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, including claiming that it was a false flag operation Perpetrated by gun control ad- advocates, that no one died in Sandy Hook, and the, the incident was staged, synthetic, manufactured, a giant hoax, and a completely fake and, and completely fake with actors. Which is like, the levels of insanity, are, epic with this one.
1: I was <clears throat> most of my life a, a big, big gun guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Still a gun guy, gun owner,
0: sure.
1: believe in responsible gun ownership. Um, even then mm. sort of being sketched out and questioning of the government and still like, how could they have been violent against so many people with Ruby Ridge and Waco yeah. just yeah. before then heard that shit and was like, what? That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard
0: i know it's it's out there even for him and yeah. to say that all of these people are actors and that no one died like it's it's such a level of delusion that you question his own grip on reality at this point like no longer is this an act for money he's bought into his own bullshit yeah, yeah. Um, anyway it's it's difficult to wrap up what happened immediately after this but jones faced numerous i mean dozens of lawsuits due to these lies which he kept on repeating it wasn't just once and he was like I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that I apologize that was distasteful he kept on going for weeks and months he leaned Um, into it beyond like he's dived into this shit at this point Mm. Um, it's cost him tens of millions of dollars in legal fees most of which ended with him losing as of today he is due to pay 1.4 billion dollars to the Sandy Hook victims for defamation and the distress he's caused them, because these people got death threats. Oh idiots. yeah, so yeah, and they've just survived a shooting.
1: That's so. that's the saddest, scariest thing is the that he has such uh, amped up followers yeah. that he can just nudge in a direction and they will be willing to inflict violence and terror on people that he points at.
0: It's it's really crazy to me that and I, I guess it depends because power and influence is, it can be a very corrupting thing quite easily actually. When you realize you have influence over people in your life, it is an absolute responsibility to use that carefully and to use that for a positive way. You know, I'm cognizant of the fact that a bunch of people talk to me about Monument Mythos because they really like it and they're big fans of it and stuff and I'm you know it's really lovely that people leave nice comments on my posts and stuff when I talk about the Monument Mythos and like say oh I hope you're okay I hope you're doing well and that's that makes me really happy but I understand that I have um a kind of a responsibility to not do and say horrible things that might upset or influence these people because, you know, they're all like quite young, like a lot of them are college age kids and stuff like that like, I have a responsibility to not lead them down a path that might get them in trouble Jones has gone completely the opposite way with his people, he is kind of just let, he's like, it's the war elephants thing again, he's firing them up and just letting them go, Yeah, seeing what damage they can cause it's really worrying um anyway back to this 1.4 billion dollars but it doesn't end there alex jones no longer has a presence on youtube facebook apple spotify instagram google plus twitter linkedin pinterest
1: he had he had a presence on pinterest yeah,
0: well they've banned him okay uh, so he can no longer make combinations of like wardrobes he likes and stuff like that um <laughs> and even fucking mailchimp banned him he can't okay. send out newsletters anymore okay. using Mailchimp. That's, which is, that's that's great his app has been blocked on every apple store uh, every apple store every app store and okay. also he can't use most most payment platforms like paypal and stuff have banned him as well so he can no longer use their services to get money from donors and stuff like that i guess he's just gonna have to use a po box or something
1: Oh, man, he's going to have to go mail order. Everybody yeah. send me a nickel. Send me a nickel in the the mail. <laughs> Dude, he's going to go old school Ponzi. Everybody send me an Italian stamp. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'll send those you in. Back.
0: Yeah. I'll send you back some sea monkeys. Um, in May 2023, Jones guest hosted. This is after all of these bands. Oh, guest hosted Stephen Crowder's podcast, Louder with Crowder. <laughs> another one of our favorite idiots steven crowder's channel was subsequently suspended by youtube for facilitating ban evasion by jones that's fucking hilarious i love yeah. that steven crowder got that He's like oh steven crowder's on holiday i'm his replacement no nope, banned so, <laughs> fuck um jones has three children with his former wife kelly jones the couple divorced in march 2015 in 2017, Kelly sought sole or joint custody of their children due to her husband's behavior. He, she claimed he's not a stable person, and I'm concerned that he is engaged in felonious behavior and also threatening a member of Congress, which he was doing at the time with Adam Schiff. I think that's a fair assessment. That's not overstating yeah. it, really. Um, I'm shocked that he's back on Twitter. Well, I, I, Given what's been going on with Twitter, I don't think too many people are that shocked that he's been allowed back on that, that No, fire. I don't think he is. Is he not? Is he still off Twitter? I'd have to check. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm not
1: on there anymore.
0: You're not on there anymore. Oh, wait, no, right I am. Decision.
1: I did a new one.
0: Oh, you did a new one. Okay, follow me. Up. I'm
1: not friends with anybody.
0: Oh, there you go. You or whatever it's busy. called. I don't know. That's smart. That's that's probably the best way to use Twitter, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, whether or not Alex Jones is back on Twitter makes no difference because that place is a hellscape now. So that's <laughs> fine. Uh, so Jones, uh, Jones's wife, ex-wife, claims that uh, she's concerned because he's engaged in a bunch of felonies and threatening a member of Congress. His attorney responded, Instead of saying this is ridiculous, she's she's overstating this. Alex Jones is not involved in any felonious behavior. They didn't bother trying to disprove that. His lawyer responded by claiming that Alex Jones is playing a character and described him as a performance artist. Hmm. Hmm. Me too. Interesting tactic. I'm I could believe that. Um but uh... On his show, Jones denied playing a character and called his show. <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> whoopsie. Uh, Jones called his own show the most bona fide, hardcore, real McCoy thing there is, and everybody knows it. Um, he's damaged his own defense. What a there. dumbass, allegedly. He, uh, le- no, I, uh, I don't want to get sued, man. <laughs> uh, he, okay, so let's just point this out. Alex Jones went on Joe Rogan's podcast and said, I'm kind of a, and then drop the R word, um, you know, for.
1: Like the as in like slowed down? Yeah. Okay.
0: He said, I'm kind of a, and use that word. So if he can call himself that, I think Mm -hmm. we're okay to call him dumbass. Okay. Because he says (laughs) that about themselves. And then who sabotages their own legal defense? Uh, Um,
1: Former president.
0: Former president, that's true. <laughs> who's also, I don't think it's unfair to call him a, him a dumbass either, whoever we're talking about. Um, on April 17th, 2022, three companies owned by Jones filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the Southern District of Texas, suspending further civil litigation claims as the families had sued Jones as well as his companies. The three companies affected were InfoW, Prison Planet TV, and IW Health or Infowars Help Health mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Court filings estimated that Infowars ast- uh, Info assets at between zero to fifty thousand dollars, but its liabilities, including from damages awarded against Jones in defamation suits, were stay- stated as between one million and ten million dollars. I think that's on the low side, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think it's more like a billion. Uh, regarding why Jones did not personally file for bankruptcy, his representative stated, this is, these quotes about his reputation, it would ruin his name and harm his ability to sell merchandise. Putting him in bankruptcy would hard, harm his trademark value in terms of cash flow. Ruin his name. What's left? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if he's leaning into it, I mean, I I feel like being a crazy asshole, and I don't mean crazy in the term mentally no. ill, I mean like just unhinged out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh is his trademark and his brand, but I don't know yeah. how bankruptcy would hinder him from making money. I yeah, mean, exactly. there's plenty of people that have filed bankruptcy many a times and claim to be very successful businessmen that don't pay their bills. <laughs> And they're just fine who could
0: we be talking about oh. maybe a guest of his uh, <laughs> quote from kimberly he's an acme character i'm always waiting for the roadrunners to show yeah i mean yeah. yeah that's what he's become at this point um a, fa- a lawyer for the families involved in a connecticut lawsuit against jones uh responded alex jones is just delaying the inevitable a public trial in which he will be held accountable for his profit-driven campaign of lies against the Sandy Hook families who have brought a lawsuit. On the 10th of June 2022, a federal judge in Texas dismissed the bankruptcy protection case against uh, after Jones, and the families agreed that the three companies would be dropped from the defamation lawsuit against Jones, allowing them to continue in Texas and Connecticut. So they're just going after him personally now. Um, on July 29th, 2022, the parent company of Infowars, Free Speech Systems LLC, filed for bankruptcy in response to the Connecticut legal settlement made against him. Jones claimed assets of just six point two just six point two million dollars in January 2022. That's not bad, mate. To be yes. honest, But <laughs> that's fine. Give him that. you prick um on december the 2nd 2022 jones filed for chapter 11 personal bankruptcy protection in the southern district of texas claiming that his assets were between one and ten million dollars while his debts were between one and ten billion dollars that's it's quite a quite a difference there between the income is
1: messed up man that's really
0: bad um (laughs) he also claimed that he had between 50 and 99 creditors that i believe i completely believe that and at the last paragraph of this four and a half thousand word dissertation that i've had written about alex jones on february the 24th 2023 jones claimed that the department of justice intended to seize his pet cat valued at two thousand dollars to pay debts owed to the sandy hook families don't take the man's cat leave him that
1: what the hell kind of cat does he have is it a tiger is it's he a tiger a, king it's, it's a fucking tiger isn't it let's be honest. It's
0: <laughs> a series of leopards surrounding his property or something
1: no it, he got it from his good friend uh, tiger king
0: yeah for sure who he's definitely would have had on his podcast if he'd had the time
1: dude yeah
0: um so that's it so alex jones's cat might be the last thing to be seized um so there we go i mean i could have gone on again there's so much about alex jones i had to stop at a certain point and try and condense as much as i could we could have gone about alex jones for like hours could have been an entire episode by himself but i've got to ask what do you think of alex jones
1: well I think you know i hope you're still feeling good i know you said you wanted to keep it short sorry i had so much interjections no
0: no no no, i I was totally into that that was totally fine don't worry
1: Uh, i'm gonna score him really high Mm -hmm. because his move to normalization of conspiracy theories and his blending of reality and like real Politicians and real media personalities, and that with his crazy batshit stuff, yeah, brought on people that didn't realize what they were getting into. I think, Absolutely. and he mixed together stuff that that just shouldn't have been mixed together. That made kind of like a a dangerous situation, kind of like a a old magnesium rims with rusted out cars and aluminum makes thermite and shit catches on fire. Some stuff you shouldn't just mix together
0: for sure. Mentos and Coke. (laughs) Unless you're in Alex Jones's house, in which case do it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and that's the thing, like you were saying right around 2011, where he's taken off and doing his thing stuff, Kind of starts to change. The internet's taken off. Facebook, I think, is getting bigger. We're coming out of financial crisis at the time. People are still a little bit hurting. And he's starting to push uh, Russia today as a news source to right wing people. Yeah. And that kind of gets people into a, a propaganda circle and into crazy dangerous media bubbles at the time which influences elections in the very near future
0: yeah for sure
1: so for that i'm giving him a 96
0: (laughs) alex jones scoring really high wow he messed everything up screw that guy he really did i feel like there's a select few people that are likely to score very high on this podcast and he was always going to be one and it literally all came about because I saw a meme. And I was like, right, fuck it, I'll do Alex Jones then. Because there's so much fertile ground to cover. I mean, this is already over two hours, so it's likely to be one of our longest ever episodes. But, um, yeah, I... You, you want to think that people are playing a character, right? You want to believe that this can't be real. People can't really believe this, but I... um. The conspiracy theories thing is is really worrying. This is a little insight into my online life on Twitter. I used to have occasional conversations with Mark Millar, who you may have heard of. He's the writer and creator of Kickass. I'm going to He's created a bunch of stuff over the years, and I just want to make sure that I'm kind of covering all the bases here. He he wrote Marvel Civil War, uh, the comic okay. book he uh let's see he also wrote american jesus he wrote the kingsman uh okay. cr- he created all of that he uh wrote wanted the angelina jolie and
1: oh the thingy film shooting around corners
0: then all that shit yeah. yeah so he also wrote uh wolverine old man logan which is one of the best comic books of the last like 30 years it's brilliant um, okay. i used to have chats with him on twitter Every month or so, I'd have like a nice exchange and we chat and I was like, I'm talking to Mark Millar, one of the most influential people in modern comics, and now a multi-million multi-millionaire because of all these different films that have been made based on his his properties. He got into a conspiracy theory around um, he started to look into 9-11 and -hmm. then he started talking about the Princess Diana thing. And then he started talking about this new conspiracy theory, which came out in the UK, which was around the idea that this one guy claimed that a bunch of influential, it's very much like pizzagate bunch of influential politicians and celebrities were getting together in a place called dolphin house, which is like a hotel in London. And they were like abusing children and, and killing them as well, including like world war two heroes and shit like that. Anyway, this opened up the police opened up an inquiry based on the word of one guy and they looked into all of this they raided a musician called cliff richard's house the bbc covered it and nothing was found and cliff richard sued the bbc and made out with millions of pounds as a result because they were like he was like why were you covering this you should not be covering someone's house being raided. It doesn't happen in this country. It immediately biases any potential viewpoint and damages my name. Uh, a bunch of like senior politicians sued the Metropolitan Police because nothing ever came of this investigation except for the guy who spread the theory who was arrested on sexual offences. So, yeah. Uh, Mark Millar bought into this and he was convinced that it was true. He was like, yeah, I definitely believe and I was like, but doesn't it doesn't don't elements of it not quite add up? Does it not make sense that just this one person why are they believing this just the word of one person instead of all these dozens of people who like have no connection and like a World War II war hero and like Ted Heath who was a prime minister and, like why are you not listening to that? And then he blocked me on Twitter and he's he's been knee deep in conspiracies ever since um so and that's
1: why he scored so high
0: of yeah, uh, the, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, because exactly because he did stuff like that to people. Because he created a culture where conspiracy theories were normalized when anyone can realize that actually there are real things, terrible things happening in this world. There are real conspiracies, but all of this bullshit that he spreads, it's all a cover. For that, And it all just masks the real terrible stuff that's going on that actually we should be living better lives than we are right now. But we're not because of price fixing, because of shrinkflation, because of, um, you know, companies working together to make sure that nobody gets discount on a certain thing. Like all of this is happening across the world. That's the real conspiracy. The fact that people are not being allowed to advance in their lives. Not, you know, fucking reptilioids and whatever it is, you know. So, yeah, 96 is a fair score for Alex Jones because he has cultivated, he's been a big architect in cultivating this culture of conspiracy theories and it's terrible and we need to leave it behind. Yeah, Stop being distracted and focus on the real shit, like the fact that Derek cannot really afford to get a house of his own despite him and his wife working extremely hard. What kind of a world are we living in where you can't get a mortgage? That is crazy to me.
1: And, and the thing is, is I feel like we make fair money.
0: You make good money, my dude. You know, so, I have my own house and you make more money than me. The only reason I did that was because I bought 15 years ago a property really cheap and then it improved in value. But you should in this day and age with the money you and your wife make get enough to get a mortgage. And you don't. And that's a problem. That's well, a worldwide conspiracy.
1: They would have you believe I make bad decisions and I'm frivolous with my money. Avocado toast and coffee, sir. And Netflix
0: subscriptions. You've got to stop watching yes. their Netflixes. But yeah, it's that's the real problem. Not these new world order conspiracies. The real problem is that people are just not advancing. Whereas billionaires and powerful corporations like that are making a lot more money so yeah there are real problems out there none of them covered by alex jones all he covers are the kind of the crazy bullshit stuff that people love to hear about because no one wants to talk about finances They want to talk about aliens building pyramids and shit so
1: well they are cooler stories those
0: are much cooler let's be honest but it's not true so (laughs) is that the highest one so far so um it's one of the highest. I think it's like top five. We've had like New Jack scored very high. Um,
1: stabbed people.
0: Yeah, he's fucking stabbed people a lot. And um, we had the guy who wrote the, what was that? Um, Anti-Semitic thing, that oh. guy you covered.
1: Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, he scored so high. Nazis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He scored high, but the highest of all time is still Thomas Midgley Jr., the man who uh, created CFC gases, um, who created leaded fuel, uh, who knew all the dangers and still went ahead anyway. It was responsible for the deaths and injuries and long-term illnesses to tens of millions of people, has potentially doomed the planet, and who eventually killed himself by (laughs) inventing a contraption that essentially tried to help him get out of bed, but just ended up hanging him instead. He scored a 98, and I, it's going to be a long time before anyone beats that guy, because he has <laughs> potentially doomed the planet, and he hung himself, so, like... On accident. By accident. Well, we, we theorized that he was doing the old stroke and choke, but potentially <laughs> by accident. So, yeah, not quite the highest, but, yeah, Thomas Majorley Jr. is is still number one in our hearts as well so um um which which are under a lot more stress because of the shit he invented um so yeah that was a really good episode it was longer than i anticipated but
1: i had fun though
0: i had a lot of fun we covered alex jones and who was your guy's name again i know i normally ask this but this is a particular case
1: um so. <laughs> i put it away is
0: uh... <laughs> it saying Zhang Zongcheng? Cheng? Zang Zong Cheng, the yeah. And the Dog Meat General. Bunch of amazing names around that guy. it has been a really <laughs> fun episode. I have uh I just struggled to make it through the weekend. So it's actually made me feel a lot better being able to catch up with you, Derek, and everyone in the chat stuff. It honestly has made me feel a lot better. So well,
1: I hope you feel way, way better as you go get some rest. I, I hope so too, man. I've
0: got I've got to be up super early in the morning, got a fucking dental appointment at 9 a.m so oh. who needs that
1: nobody no i mean people that, that need their teeth cleaned but...
0: so people who need their teeth cleaned which is exactly what i'm going in for so it'll be me at nine o'clock trying to stay awake while people are squirting high-pressured water in my mouth so <laughs> uh, uh thank you guys so much if you want to help us out financially and help us eventually make this an ongoing independent thing where me and derek earn good livings been doing this amazing show from you guys which we love very very much go to patreon.com slash history's greatest idiots and you can sling us a little money there you can get a bunch of behind the scenes stuff as well as um, content that nobody else has ever seen before is available on our patreon and also give us a follow and a subscribe really helps us out whether you're watching us on youtube or if you're on spotify or apple podcasts Do that, leave us a review. And if you want to follow us on social media, go to Greatest Idiots on Twitter and go to at Greatest Idiots on Instagram. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this. We will be back in a few weeks. The reason we're recording this now is because I have to go back to my ancestral home and pick up a new puppy. So very excited about that. (laughs) So this will be going out at a normal time. But we're recording it a little bit in advance, so
1: so excited. It's yeah, it's uh, win win winnie? D- dwin win Winnie, twin win, twin win, I was called.
0: That was that was very good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> she she will she will have her own Instagram. Don't worry. And yeah, uh, I'll follow that, that one, one too. too. Yeah, you will. <laughs> um, so, uh, thank you guys so much. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you for all of your support and thank you for making me feel better as well. Uh, Take care and we'll see you soon. Bye now.